Favour is defined as the condition of being regarded with approval or goodwill. To have favour is to be known, to be respected, to be loved. It is a natural thing for any human being to want favour from family, peers and society, but often women lose sight of the one person's favour they should be truly pursuing. Welcome to Women in Revival podcast. Deborah Shindy will take us further as we explore the ending of Proverbs 31 during this first day of the new series. Our topic is what women pursue. Favour. Father God, thank you so much that we can do this series of podcasts again. We praise you and it is my prayer that you will speak to each and every of our hearts. Amen. So I want to welcome you to the Women in Revival podcast and to this short series. This series is just going to be for three days. And it is my prayer that whether three days or more days, you will find it a blessing because that is the most important thing, isn't it? Um, yes, I'm glad to be back to podcasting again. It's been a long break. Um, we did a series that just finished on Bathsheba, a mother's legacy, few lessons from Bathsheba. And I'm sure it has been a blessing to many, many, many of you. Thank you for your feedbacks, your responses. So, on this short series, we just want to look at one thing is needful. One thing is needful, the fear of the Lord. So, we'll just be challenging each other in this particular series to pursue that which is needful. Only one thing. Not many things, but one thing is needful. And I'm praying that the Lord will speak to your heart as we look at this. We'll just be settling on Proverbs 31 that we looked at in the last series. And we'll just be looking at the last two verses, verse 30 and 31. We want to learn again from Mommy Bathsheba, the mother of King Lemuel, speaking to you and I as a woman, as women, that there is only one thing that is needful for us. And today... May I encourage you to go back to our website, www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. You can go to our contact us page. There you will find every necessary information that you need to reach out to us. So welcome to this podcast. Um, Yes, so let's go. Today, I just want to talk to you on what women pursue, favor. Oftentimes, women will pursue favor, isn't it? You know, I'm remembering Brother Paul that spoke, I believe, in Philippians chapter 3, that he has forgotten the things of the past. He has put even his, his glamour, his glory, so to say, his, um, all he has acquired. He says, he count them as dung for the excellency of knowing Christ. He pursued the knowing of Christ above all else. The fear of the Lord garrison the heart of Brother Paul, that even his title, his knowledge, his um, Pharisee status, so to say, he dumped them in order to walk in the referential fear of the Lord as he grew in knowing him. And I'm also remembering Brother David, the King David, the husband of Bathsheba, who also spoke in the Psalms that one thing have I desired of the Lord. And that will I seek after. And what was he said? To, to dwell in the house of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And here we are, we see God saying to us as women that only one thing is needful. I know women, we can multitask. We can do many things. We can be jack of all trade 
yet master of none. But God wants to help us. He wants to encourage our hearts to pursue that which is needful. Don't put yourself in many things. There is one thing that is needful, and the Bible says it is the fear of the Lord. So as we look at what women pursue, we are looking at the fact that most times women will pursue favor, and that is so true of us. Even remember the girls in Shushan the palace who came to the palace for the beauty pageant. They were seeking the favor of the king. They did their best. They make up. They did everything, you know, to to attract the favor of the king. Yet the Bible says, even favor, as good as it is, is not the best option to seek for. The fear of the Lord is what we should seek for. So let's quickly talk about women pursuing favor. The Noah Webster 1828 dictionary says, favor means kind regard, kindness, countenance. It means friendly disposition. It means support, defense, vindication, goodwill, and gift, and so many things, to be honest with you. And you know the length that we women go to, to seek for support, to seek for defense, to seek even for vindication, to seek for um, being accepted by someone else, isn't it? You know the length we do go to. And I am praying that as we go through this particular series, the Lord himself will help you to pursue only one thing that is needful. So let us quickly go to that scripture, Proverbs chapter 31. And I'm reading verse 30 to 31. Two verses, which are the two verses we'll be settling on. In this series and the king james version says favor is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman that feared the lord she shall be praised give her of the fruits of her of the fruits of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates so this verse says favor is deceitful being liked by people you know particularly in these days of social media that maybe you get thousands or hundreds of likes and you say yes i'm there the bible says even that is deceitful women pursue favor and i think in this series i'm going to settle down on the pursuing of favor on social media oftentimes sometimes we kind of uh, grade ourselves according to how many followers we have on our social media, based on how many likes that comes on our post, isn't it? And sometimes you, 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 you grade yourself based on your appearance on social media. And as good as that is, that is not what to pursue. Unfortunately, many, many women spend hours, most of their days on social media posting this, posting that, seeking favor. And obviously, I'm not saying it is wrong to seek favor, but don't seek favor at the expense of fearing God. Many women have sought for favor, even at the detriment of their health, at the detriment of their sexual purity. Some women, as they seek for a job, they give their body to get what they want in order to get the favor. No. So God says, even favor as good as it is, it is deceitful. Seeing somebody with 100 likes, thousands of likes, 100 of followers, the Bible says, it is deceitful. Don't make that your goal. Don't make that your focus. 
while it is good to engage social media for ministry purposes and what have you, to be honest with you, I don't think, I don't believe um, on spending most of my time on social media. I hardly go on it. I hardly go on it. And you know, even sometimes you post something on your WhatsApp status. I've had people, you go back and check how many people are looking at it. I don't do that. I don't. If I, unless maybe I'm just checking something and I get to see that. It's not my business. If I post something, if it's one person that look at it or that it blesses, fine. It's not in the multitude of how many people like the post or how many people reacted to it or how many people shared it and this and that. The Bible says, favor is deceitful. Don't let down your guard because you want somebody's authentication. Yes, I think that is another word I want to use for this matter of favor. Sometimes you want somebody's authentication and you let down your guard. You remove your own personal boundary because you want to feel accepted. You want to be part of a certain group. No, the Bible says even that is deceptive. Don't pursue favor. Don't let down your guard. Don't relinquish who you are as a child of God because you want to be accepted, because you want the kindness of somebody, because you want to be the object of kind regard. No, don't let down who you are in Christ Jesus for such. Maintain who you are. The fear of the Lord, let it be what keeps your heart. And I'm praying that as you do that, the Lord himself will encourage your heart and help you to see that indeed what pays the most is the fear of God. Favor, as good as it is, the Bible says it's what? It is deceptive. It is deceptive. Sometimes in the bit of seeking favor, you get into jealousy. Isn't it? You get into jealousy. So that is not what to look for. That is not what to search for. You want to seek the fear of the Lord. So as I close today's episode, I want to encourage you, particularly in this competitive season and generation that we are living in, where everything looks um, nice and proper and beautiful on social media, I want to encourage you, don't make that your goal. Don't pursue favor at the detriment of your family life, at the detriment of your parental role, at the detriment of your reverential fear of God. And I'm praying that the Lord will help you. Maybe you are seeking um, a, a partnership in business, or you are seeking for a particular job, or you are seeking something or another. And what you are being offered means you will compromise your faith. You will compromise your person. You will compromise your integrity in order to secure that favor. I want to say to you, let the favor go. For such favor is deceptive. What shall it profit you to gain favor and lose your own soul? And lose the peace of your marriage? It is my prayer that you will act wisely. You will not pursue favor. You will not pursue kindness. You will not pursue public status. At the detriment of your personal work with God. At the detriment of your family relationship. Amen. Welcome to Women in Revival podcast. Last time we thought on favor, 
Today, we'll be searching through the ending of Proverbs 31 to discover beauty and women's relationship with it. Nowadays, the world is filled with conflicting ideas on nearly everything, beauty being only one of the many. But what does the Bible say about this? Deborah will show us as she continues to take us through One Thing is Needful. Today, we'll be exploring what women pursue, beauty. Father God, thank you so much again for this short series. Thank you for today, yesterday's episode and what you have in your heart to share with us today. Take all the glory, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast. Um, I'm delighted to have you with us. Don't forget to share this particular series with your loved ones. Um, as I have always said, you can gather a few women, many women. You can use this particular series for your ladies' group. Gather them together, grow together, pray together over the matters addressed. And if you have any need for counseling or support, do feel free to contact us. Go on our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk and go on our contact us page. I'm praying that you will find this series a blessing. This series is tagged, One Thing is Needful, which is the fear of the Lord. You don't need many things. Only one thing the Bible says is needful. And yesterday we looked at what women thought is needful, what women pursue, favor. We did so many things. You know, women, we we will go extra mile in order to attract someone's favor, you know. But God says it can actually be deceptive. And so today we want to look at another thing that women pursue, what women pursue, beauty. And I think this one will strike a chord in each and every of your heart. Even our young girls, our baby girls, you can see it's as if we are born with beauty in it, with the desire for beauty. So this is one thing that women pursue. It's amazing to see that even our little girls, they understand beauty from a very tender age. And unfortunately, many of us, we've invested so much to sexualize our daughters, to do so many things, to make them beautiful. You don't need to. One thing that I usually say is, for the girl child, you don't need to waste your time teaching her beauty. <laughs> beauty is a natural thing for many, for many women, if not all women when they have that privilege. So what women pursue beauty? And we quickly go back again to our theme scripture, which is Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30 to 31. And I'm going to read verse 30 again. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. I will pause there. Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain. Yesterday we talked about favor. And today we want to talk about beauty. Beauty is vain. The media industry, the fashion industry has told us many lies. You know, we've seen many people, many celebrities with curved body, with slim bodies, you know, just name it, with um, faces without blemishes, without wrinkles. And that seems to be the standard of many of us women, the standard of many of our girls. We want a wrinkless face, we want a blemish-free face, you know. The cosmetic industry has sold so much at the expense of women that are pursuing beauty. The fashion industry keeps, you know, kind of recycling itself. 
in order to meet the standard that women are pursuing in beauty. And it becomes a rat race. It becomes an endless circle that never ends. Hence the reason why the Bible says, beauty is vain. Beauty is vanity. And as the beauty industry will do for us, we are provided with what they call the vanity case, isn't it? The one that has your cosmetics, your this, your that inside. Vanity case. That is so true. I remember my younger daughter was saying, don't you see the name they call that in vanity case? She said the devil is so wicked. It is vanity indeed. And people still go ahead and buy it. You see? So favor is deceitful. Favor brings deception. It gives you a wrong view. A view that is not ultimately correct. Sometimes some of the things we see posted on social media, they are not true. That is why favor is, is deceitful. And now beauty, the Bible says, is vain. You may come across a very beautiful woman, but that lack character. So beauty is vain. And unfortunately, this is what many, many of us women, we are pursuing. And the book of Proverbs chapter 11 verse 22 says, I will read it from, the, from a few translations actually. The King James says, As a Jew of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman which is without discretion. I don't know what you're saying. As beautiful as a, as a woman may be, but if she lacks common sense, she's compared to a pig that has ring inside its nose. And the NIV says, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. Beauty is vanity. And the Living Bible says, a beautiful woman lacking discretion and modesty is like a fine gold ring in a pig's snout. I love that. You see, no matter how beautiful you claim your eyes is, if you lack discretion, discretion as to how to relate with your children, discretion as to how to relate with your husband, discretion as to how to carry yourself as a single woman, discretion as a Christian woman, if you lack it, you are compared to a pig that has a gold ring in its nose. Wow, that is so disgusting. It says, a beautiful woman, as beautiful as she may claim, but if she lacks modesty, you know, we are in a generation where the fashion industry, you know, is promoting all sorts of fashions for us. Some that exposes our cleavages, some that exposes our breasts. Even nowadays, you see our single sisters getting married nearly half naked, or should I say half naked, even in the church. And this is what I say, and I owe no apology to anyone for saying this. I do say this, that when a single woman, you are getting married and the most sensitive part of your body, your breast, you leave it open for the guest to feast on. It is a disrespecting act to your husband-to-be. It is not right. It is not correct. And I am hoping that the next generation of single sisters, you will be mindful of what you wear. I am hoping that our pastor's wives, our women ministry leaders, will take interest in what our wife-to-be will be wearing. I remember when I would get married, I remember one of the um, leader's wife told our pastor's wife and said, you need to go to the house of these young women that are getting married and see what they are wearing, blah, 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 blah. And I agree with that. When I was searching for my wedding dress, I remember my husband 
his recommendation was i guess something that is like turtleneck i said no i'm not going i'm not going to go for that <laughs> now i'm not saying get a turtleneck for your wedding dress that's not what i'm talking about but you can you modesty is beautiful that is the point i'm driving at you can dress modestly well covered and beautiful so the bible says a beautiful woman lacking discretion lacking modesty it's like a fine gold drink in a pig's snout. I'm praying that you will not be a foolish woman, though physically beautiful. Our world puts high demand or high ranking on your height, on how slim you are, you know, sometimes even your skin. So, you know, and sometimes our young girls, they've gone extra length into anorexia, bulimia, just, just name all this eating disorder in order to keep to a particular size. I'm praying that the Lord will help us, the older generation, to leave godly legacy for the younger generation of women that are coming so that they can meet proper beauty even with us, so that we can transfer, we can pass on to them the biblical beauty as it is said in first peter chapter 3 and i'm going to read that now from verse 3 to verse 5 and i want to read it from the living bible it says don't be concerned about the outward beauty that depends on jewelry or beautiful clothes or hair arrangement are you saying so don't be concerned about that don't let your outward beauty be what rules you that you are concerned about jewelry sometimes women travel belgium we travel dubai we travel places just to go and buy jewelry what for sometimes we save money in order to buy a particular jewelry and there is a person in your church that are struggling to eat that are struggling to clothe their family and you cannot contribute to the well-being to the welfare of a fellow brother of a fellow sister in your local congregation Yet, you can travel miles to acquire gold, to acquire silver, even for yourself. So, the Living Bible in 1 Peter 3, 3 says, Don't be concerned about the outward beauty that depends on jewelry or beautiful clothes or hair arrangement. Then verse 4 says, Be beautiful inside, in your hearts, with the lasting charm of a gentle and quiet spirit that is so precious to God. That kind of deep beauty, are you seeing how the Bible describes it? It is a deep beauty. And this kind of beauty was seen in the saintly women of old who trusted God and fitted in with their husband's plans. I love that. I love that. So I'm saying the Bible defining what true beauty is, what deep beauty is, not this surface beauty that we are all pursuing in our days. The beauty that you spend hours at the manicure, pedicure shop, you get your artificial nails done for hours, for you know, just name it. What for? You get your eyes, brow, whatever, you get them done, and you are spending fortunes on this dust that won't last long. Am I saying look um, unkept? That's not what I'm saying. Am I saying don't beautify, don't look beautiful? That's not what I'm saying. But if beauty for you is at the extent of not being modest and modesty is not just the revealing of your body it also includes how much you are spending how much you are spending on your clothing on your shoes on your jewelries your make all of this how much you are spending also determines whether you are beautiful you need to think the money god has given you 
Are you using it wisely or you are spending it on beauty materials? So the Bible says there is a deep beauty, the kind that women who were saints in the time of old, that they were identified with. These women trusted God and they fitted themselves with their husband's plan. So, Proverbs 31 verse 30 tells us that beauty is vain. And this is what women are pursuing. And I am praying that for you, God will deliver you from the snare of beauty. The desire to be the most beautiful woman. And this sometimes goes at the, at the expense of your family life, at the expense of your family finance, at the expense of the well-being and the welfare of your very self and of those in your family. So you wonder, why is it that women go extra mile to do lip suction um, and the various cosmetic surgery to, just to look beautiful? Is it worth it? I'm praying that for those of us going through this particular series of podcasts, we will find the right definition of beauty. Being thin will not be our definition of beauty. Don't spend your life pursuing weight watching, you know, and weight watching which you never accomplish. Of course, I'm not saying where you need to trim down maybe for health reasons, whatsoever. Don't do so. Of course, do so because your body is a temple of the Lord and it needs to be well kept for God. That is the reason to eat well, drink well, sleep well, you know, take your bath, look after your physical body and you don't need much. I actually realized that people are going back to natural resources. People are going back to natural resources to look after their body. Some people is just sheer butter. I, for example, in my household, what we use is just natural stuff. Natural oils, sheer butter, mango butter, avocado butter mixed together. You know, we have our natural cream, and it's so been so it's been so helpful. Even with my daughter that had um, eczema. It's been so helpful. Even with members of my family with severe dry skin, it's been so helpful. You don't need to waste your money. You don't need to spend a fortune in order to look beautiful. There are websites you can purchase lovely, beautiful, modest clothes from without spending hundreds over one or two clothes. If you go to everything, everything five pounds, if you live in the UK, or there was this one that my daughter actually found recently, when she was about to go to university everything around five pounds three pounds something lovely clothes i'm telling you so i'm praying that you'll be wise you won't waste your life you won't waste the resources god has given you foolishly at the pursuit of external beauty may you be a woman of deep beauty amen Shalom and welcome back to Women in Revival podcast. We've been following a three-day series on One Thing is Needful and today we'll be seeing the one thing that is truly needful, the fear of the Lord. The word fear is likened to the word pain for many of us. Fear itself can be dreaded just as much as death or sickness, but the Bible fear is much more than that. It speaks of honour, glory, reverential fear. As we go through the last day of this series, think over this question. Do you have the fear of the Lord? Diversion again will take us further. End of the same. And thank you for the seed you have planted in the hearts of those who have listened. 
Thank you for the challenge. Thank you as you find for yourself women who are God-fearing. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast. Um, we are still on the series, One Thing is Needful, the Fear of the Lord. And I'm sure the Lord has been speaking to your hearts. I'm praying that you will find it a blessing. Don't forget to share and spread this with the women in your own circle. Feel free to share it on your social media, on your group. Let's grow women together. I want to see women that are deeply rooted and deeply grounded in Christ and his doctrine. So yesterday we looked at what women pursue and we saw that women pursue beauty. And we saw that a woman who is beautiful physically but lacks discretion or modesty actually is compared to, um, to a pig with a gold ring on its nose. So please do go to our website if you've missed the past two days episodes in this season and then if you have any need to contact us go on our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and there you will go on our contact us page and you should be able to contact us you can get our podcast on our website on our app women in revival app which you can download on google play we only have it on google play and you can listen to us on anchor um yes so those are some of the platform upon which you can get us and i think you can also get us on google podcast now if i'm correct so today let us move on on this particular season of our podcast one thing is needful the fear of the lord and today as we finish this particular season we want to look at one thing is needful and this time what is it the fear of the lord and we are going to go back to proverbs chapter 31 and i'm going to reverse 30 and 31 maybe from a few translations and the king james says favor is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman that feareth the lord she shall be praised are you saying give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates the proverbs 31 in the living bible says charm can be deceptive and beauty doesn't last but a woman who fears and reverences god shall be greatly praised praise her for the many fine things she does these good deeds of us shall bring her honor and recognition from people of importance i love that and the NIV says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. I feel like reading these two verses in various translations again and again. Favor as good as it is, is deceitful. Beauty as good as it is, is vanity. But... There is one thing that is needful. And this thing is not favor, neither is it beauty, neither is it riches, but the fear of God. So that verse 30 says, a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. Maybe you are a single woman listening to this podcast. Maybe you are a married woman. Maybe you are a single parent. Maybe you are in whatever status you have in quotes. What matters is that you be a woman that fears the Lord. The Bible says if you are a God-fearing woman, 
you shall be praised. So I'm saying that the fear of the Lord comes with reward. A God-fearing woman shall be praised. She shall be honored. A woman who fears and reverences God. And what does it mean to fear and reverence God? That means in the things you do, in the things you pursue, in your relationship with your husband, in your relationship with your children, you exhibit the referential fear of God. You won't tell your children lies. You won't tell them, tell the visitor coming that I'm not home when you are home. You won't tell your husband lies. That means you won't give your colleagues wrong information. That means you won't steal stuff that are not yours from your workplace. That is what it means to be a woman that fears and reverence God. In your speech, in your outlook, in your pursuit, in the places you go to, you exemplify a woman that fears God, a woman that reverence God. And the Bible says such a woman shall be praised. Now let's see the verse 31. It says, a woman that fears the Lord has fruit. And out of the fruit of her hands, it says, give her from the fruit of her hands. The fruit that comes out of her life, she also partake of the same. And the Bible says that even her own works, her own deeds speaks for her at the gate. The praises are at the gate. The way she invests herself into her marriage, the way she invests herself into her children speaks louder than you can never imagine, even outside her home. She brings honor and recognition from people of importance. She is well known. Not because she asks to be known, but because she's a woman that fears and reverence the Lord. And you know, I'm remembering our queen that passed away some weeks ago now. Something I want to bring to our attention about the life of this woman, the Queen Elizabeth II. For the first time in British history, I don't know, but that's how I see it. I see the, the, um, the freedom to share faith on our TV. Even on BBC, people could talk, they talked about her faith, that Queen Elizabeth talks every time about her faith. She was a woman that feared the Lord. She was a woman that reverenced the Lord. You listen to her Christmas speeches. She always referred to the Lord. Recently, before she passed away, she said it was the teachings of the Lord Jesus that formed anchor for her life. So I was so encouraged that during uh, the season of mourning and death that people could boldly speak about faith and some were quoting references from the scripture. I remember um, Hugh Edwards, the BBC news, uh, news broadcaster. I love that man. Bless him. You know, I remember when he was talking about um, uh, when the Queen's Coffin was still in Edinburgh, Scotland, and he was talking about Scotland when he got to St. Giles. He was talking about John Knox and all of those, and he was talking about, you know, for those of us who are of Presbyterian background, I'm like, well, is he a Christian? I tell you, I googled him up, I researched him, and my heart was so encouraged. So, so encouraged. So, these were some of the things that I gathered during the morning season of Queen Elizabeth II. She was a woman that fears the Lord. And the Bible says, the fruit of her hands will praise her at the gate. And it is my prayer that no matter who you are, maybe you are low or high like our late Queen of England, 
who is known to have ruled the nation for seven decades yet despite her position despite her influence and affluence she worked in the referential fear of god and i'm praying that you also will seek that one thing that is needful and it is the referential fear of god proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction so if you have the fear of the lord you will get knowledge you will get wisdom you will get instruction but when you lack the fear of the lord you will lack all this you will lack knowledge you may be worldly wise but you will lack discretion and then if you look at also proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom do you want to be a wise woman then be a woman that fears the lord and it goes as says, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding you cannot fear god without knowing god there is the need to be a woman that knows god then you learn his ways in the holy scriptures the Holy Scriptures teaches us all we need to know about God. The Bible is the only acceptable book God has released to mankind to know Him, to discover Him, and to walk in His ways. Are you a woman that loves the Lord? Have you encountered the Lord? Are you born again? Are you familiar with the Bible? Do you read the Bible? Do you take life cues? Do you take life principles from the Word of God? That is the book of wisdom. And it takes a woman that fears God to sit down on a daily basis to dig into the Bible and get wisdom and get knowledge and get understanding from the word of God. Because she knows that the fear of the Lord is the only one thing that is needful. Like I quoted at the beginning of this series, of this particular season, that Paul said that one thing he pursues, he has put behind himself every other thing. His glory as a Pharisee, his accomplishment, his, he counted them as nothing, as being for the excellency of knowing Christ. Is that your pursuit? And I also mentioned Brother David who said that one thing he sought for, one thing was his seeking. And what was that? To dwell in the house of the Lord and to inquire at his temple. And I'm praying that that will be your pursuit, that you will be a woman that fears the Lord, a woman that pursues that one thing. When you fear the Lord, it forms your lifestyle. It forms how you view life. It forms your perspective of life. It forms your marriage relationship. It forms the way you raise your children. It forms the way you dress. It handles the matter of favor, of beauty, of fashion, just name it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, that Proverbs chapter 31, verse 31 tells us that Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Why? Because she was a woman that feared the Lord. And such a woman shall be praised. It is my prayer that you be God fearing. Not only go to church. Much more. One day.